What up, what up, what up? How you doing? This is Irv, a.k.a. Zeus, a.k.a. Mr. Muscles, and you are now tuned into the Encore Radio Show. The views and comments expressed on the following radio program by his hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect the views of... Probably talking more than your rent is about I'm spending money just to make it, we getting it out But that's the hustle, nigga, guess I just figured it out Gold on my neck, goals on my check, holes on my dick Falls on the net, niggas think I rose from the dead Put the pressure in, they fold and adapt Boopo niggas only trying to join the cult for the deck No flash, doing shit that never was possible All right, in the past Alright, welcome to the Show uh, I have a new name Apparently, why has a new name, a new everyone? Name. Well, I have, a, I have an addition Apparently became a rapper in the new year Uh, whatever anyway, <laughs> It's Why Soul here with my co-host. I.S. Jones. Mm-hmm. And as, as you heard already, we're here with Zeus. Okay, Mr. Mr. Muscles and shit. Like I that's, that's what they say. I feel mad little. Yeah, I feel like mad, mad little. Yeah. Like mad little. Like he is mad big. Yeah, so now you know how I feel like all the time. Isn't that so funny? I don't know if that's the same comparison. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. That was shame. His shirt don't fit. <laughs> I mean, that's I'm, I'm an avid fan of uh, Nike gear and, uh, and, and, and athletic wear, so oh, I'm, I'm, man. I'm okay with that. Right? That's what's up. So just 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 to be just to be 100 sure, you played yeah. football. Yeah, yeah. Um, I played I played ball for a couple years. I played ball. Um, I arguably started kind of late, considering you know how early kids play ball. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. But I probably I started like when I was like 12, 13, mm-hmm. which is okay. kind of late. But um, yeah, I played ball for a little while. Um, had a great time. Um, I played arena football, which is um, nice. pro football, yeah, out of, oh, wow. out of PA, and that went well until it didn't, right? And then mm-hmm. I, I, I hurt myself. Yeah. Well, I didn't hurt myself, so it might hurt me. But nonetheless, uh, it was one hell of an experience. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you gain a different appreciation for the game. And at okay. the same time, okay. you kind of don't like the game as much. Really? It's, it's I, very complicated. I mean, I imagine, because a, yeah. Yeah, a lot of politics come into play. Yeah, and that's where it sucks, the politics, right? Yeah. Because when you once you become cattle, in a sense, mm-hmm. it's not as fun. When I, when, you're, when you're playing for no check, mm-hmm. football is fun as shit. Like, it's the greatest thing ever. Okay. But then once you're playing for a check, mm-hmm. and there's jobs on the line, and you're stressed every day in minicamp because people are going home, and mm-hmm. you don't know who's next, and this and third, and... Sure. And they, they move you around, like, I mean, you whatever. Then you kind of look at the game like, yeah. like, the business aspect of it sucks. Yeah. The game itself is love. The what business, position? I played DT at the time. Okay, DT okay. At the time. okay. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. One of the, I still wouldn't take it back for anything, though. Mm. Yeah. See, I didn't I didn't gain an appreciation for football until I went to high school down south. I went to high school down south. Right. And, I mean, at, up until that point, football, football was just a sport I watched on TV. It right. wasn't a sport that... I had been involved in that I had seen anyone play or anything. Down south is a culture. It is. It is. And that's where I that's where I gained the appreciation for it and understand. Like my high school went undefeated my entire my entire career in high school. Right. And I, I understand it. I really appreciate it. I love it. Like I, I was just telling someone that if I saw my high school football uh, quarterback, right. I would be starstruck. Right. You know, whereas if I like, I mean, I was I was supposed to I was scheduled to go to South Shore. If I saw the South Shore, if I saw anyone in South Shore, for I was like, I'm yeah, it was, it's, not, it's not as big in New York. As not at all. Not at all. Well, not nearly as big, right? Um, 
Jersey's great for football. Mm-hmm. Uh, my cousin played for a uh, team in Jersey, then went to Penn State, played for Penn State. Nice, nice. Um, oh, that's Penn State. Yeah, see the Penn State shirt. <laughs> right. But um, but yeah, New York's not nearly as as deep in football as down south. So mm-hmm. I mean, you, that was one of the experience I trust. All right, so let's start from a beginning. Sure. Let's start from the beginning with Zeus. Where did sure. this name come from? Or um, when did it come from? As interesting. Well? Interestingly enough, it actually came from playing football, right? Okay. So, right. Yeah. So look, look at that. Right. Um. Yeah. You know, just being bigger than most, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm I'm a Haitian kid, so mm-hmm. I, I think it's like in the water somewhere. Uh, I'm be honest <laughs> yeah. with you, like just being Haitian, like you tend to be pretty big. Yeah. You know, it just happens to be what it is. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I played um football. And I was always bigger than a lot of the older guys. You know, okay. when I was like 16, 17, 18, okay. I was bigger than, you know, some of the, the, the vets. Because mm-hmm. I played arena ball when I was 20. Wow. So, oh, right, I was, wow. right, right. I was really young. Mm-hmm. And so I was playing around the city in like junior pros and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Semi pros, junior pros. So I was playing around with guys who were like 24, 25, yeah. 30. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, just as big as those guys. So that's yeah. where the name came from. Like you already detailed the fact that you went from... Uh, you went from playing ball, you stopped playing ball because you got injured. Um, then you transitioned. What did right. you transition to? To being a trainer, um, which is great. The, yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, I'm, I currently own my own company, mm-hmm. um, Quantum Leap Fitness. Um, I'm a trainer, obviously, certified trainer, just so you guys know. It kind of matters now with the, the state mm-hmm. of uh, Everybody training Everybody being now. a right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. trainer. Right. Before, five years ago, I didn't have to say that. <laughs> now, you kind of have to say that uh-huh. because yeah. it's so oversaturated. Yeah. Um, yeah, so after football, before football, before I went into play arena, I was training little by little mm-hmm. um, and then after football I decided that I was really gonna take it seriously okay. you know it's, long story super short like I was training really early mm-hmm. and I was training people around different gyms different Planet Fitness gyms Okay. okay. and the funny part is um, I used to get kicked out of those gyms really yeah I'm probably still on the ban list I was I, I, <laughs> damn I, I, what did yeah. you do fam I don't, I don't know if y'all remember when Planet Fitness got to New York um, uh, a couple years really. ago and it was new. It was brand new. It was like, oh man, ten dollars a month, and then mm-hmm. it became this thing. And they had the black card, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh man, that's kind of dope. I buy a black card, I bring somebody in, and I train mm-hmm. them, and I make yeah. much money. I'm, I'm, I'm lit. Yeah. And um, Planet Fitness was still so new around New York City that they were strict. So I would come in there, this guy, two hundred eighty-five pounds, walking in with this Hispanic kid who weighs one sixty. He's not, they're probably not workout partners. It looks like he's training them. Yeah. Then they used to hawk me like, yo, you can't train. And I was like, yo, why can't I train? That's my cousin. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're working out together. It's like, nah, you can't train. So then. That's trash. Right. And then they, and then they put me on the list. And then I. Over I, that though. Not that first time. I was defiant. And then I kept training. <laughs> then one day I tried to swipe my card and then it, it was blocked. And I was like, yo, what's up? Then um, they called the manager down. He was like, yeah, you. Training, we see you on camera, yada yada yada. I was like, yo, if you can't show me anywhere in the rule book that says I can't, that I signed, because technically yeah. it's not in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, if you can't show me that, then I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. That's sentence. crazy. Right. So he was like, all right, fine, I'll reinstate you, but you can't bring anybody with you. I, like, that I don't want to bring. I don't want to bring. Right. Right. So then I was like, all right, cool, reinstate me. Then I dipped off to another gym in Astoria. Mm-hmm. Okay. They let me rock. Okay. I trained there. Then I trained in Brooklyn. And I, so I was I was cooking. It was just out of Queens. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, that's when I went to play arena ball, came back yeah. home, and started training for Bally, Bally mm-hmm. Fitness Gym. Okay. okay. So I saw I saw somewhere. I saw some. I want to say this obviously probably had to be on Twitter. 
where you like you had a job and you left your full time job to yeah. train officially because yeah, that was yeah. your only thing. Yeah. Becoming a true entrepreneur in a sense, yeah. you know, um, what gave you inspiration Ama- to do that? Amazing move. Um, yeah, it was, it was it was it was it was it was written right. Like the, that yeah. was it was a, no, it was a plan. It was a plan when when I decided to join Bally. Mm-hmm. Right, my mentor was like, "Go join Bally, okay. and um, and learn the system." Who is that? Shout out, shout out, um, to mentor. Just, oh, right. Well, his name is Shine. Okay. Um, Shine's a cool kid. Um, we're, we're super competitive, so I want to shout him. <laughs> 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 but um, but yeah. So no, he was like, "Yo, join Bally," and I was like, "All right, cool." So then I joined Bally, and I was going to school. I was going to York College. Mm-hmm. I was doing so bad in school because it's it's tough. I was just telling somebody this the other day. It's really hard to like get paid to play sports mm-hmm. and then have to go yeah. back to school. Like yeah. I'm sitting in class, like I don't want to be here. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? like it's yeah. really psychologically it just was it working for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I was I was flunking out or whatever. Not even on purpose. I just couldn't focus. Yeah. And then I asked my professor, I was like, Yo, what can I do to to you know pass this class? And he was like, Yo, you're gonna have to take it again next semester. And I was like, oh, So then I sw- and I, I kid you not, I was like, All right, thanks. I walked out of the building and I said, I'm never coming back. Yep. So then I left, walked to Bali, and I said, Irv, what are you going to do? Because you're not going back to school. Like, I, I didn't tell my mom. I didn't hit nobody up. I just said, I'm not going back to school. Mm-hmm. And I said, what am I going to do? I said, all right, here's a plan. You're going to go to Bali. Because I was already working there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, you're going to climb the ranks. Because mm-hmm. I was like the new trainer there. So I was like, you're going to climb the ranks from, we had like 20 trainers. I was probably like number 18. Mm-hmm. So you're going to climb the ranks and be the best trainer at this gym. Then you're going to be the best trainer in the nation. Then you're going to force them to promote you into a fitness director. Hmm. And after they do that, you're going to ride that wave for a little bit, then you're going to quit. Five-year plan. Five-year plan. And, and make it happen in like three years. And that's well. exactly what happened, right? So I went from 18 to being number one mm-hmm. in my gym. So I'm master trainer. Like, How do you do that, though? Work harder than anybody else. So, yeah, I have an impeccable work ethic. It's disgusting. Mm. He's only like, <laughs> no, it really is. It really is disgusting. Like, I was that guy first in, last out. Yada, mm. yada, yada. Oh, you guys about to go work out? I'm about to go hit the floor because there's mad people I could talk to to sell some PT to. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you guys about to go to lunch? All right, I'll see y'all later. I'll get a protein bar because I'm going to hit the floor. Like, I was that guy. Wow. And, um, and I became the number one trainer in my gym. Then I became the number one trainer in the nation. So they rank you across the nation. There was values mm. in Chicago, there was values in California. Based on how much PT hour, or how, how much, much PT clients in? that you bring in, okay. your retention, um, how much money you brought in. Mm. Um, statistically proven, I was like, you know, the most, uh, I was the richest trainer values has ever seen, wow. statistically proven. Ever? Right. Wow. Yeah, of uh, the numbers that I put up. Wow. So then um, at this point, they're paying me so much and I'm only a trainer. You know how the game goes. Now they need to make you a fitness director because mm. we need to put you salary so we can base you because you're yeah. making way too much. So you're getting commission, right? Well. Right. Yeah. So your commission that's you know that system where you make more than your boss because <laughs> your commission is so high. <laughs> yeah. I was like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was like that. So they made me a fitness director. Um, I rode that wave, um, and it was great. I ran top three program in New York City. I mean, obviously, if I'm a great trainer, I create great trainers. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yep. Um, then you know you hit a couple snags couple office things you realize yo this is frustrating yeah try to push some paper try to sit in and mm-hmm. listen to yeah. a bunch of suits telling me what to do yada yeah. yada and um it got to the point where i said yo i think it's time to leave because mm. i built yeah. a big name like i'm i've built a pretty good name in um you know social media as much as i hate to give twitter as much credit as <laughs> as as it, it deserves 
just cause gift and a curse. Gift and yeah. a curse. The, the, the greatest, probably probably the greatest invention since uh, the computer. To be honest, with you. Mm-hmm. Know what okay. I mean, but um, but yeah, I built a big name while I was working at Bally. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I realized I was like, Yo, I don't need Bally anymore mm-hmm. because yeah. my name was bubbling. I started um, I started connecting with the people that I needed to, and mm-hmm. I was like, Yo, I, I was bringing in people off the street and signing them up. So yeah. when I when I started doing that, I was like, wait. I don't need this facility anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, nah, it's, I'm out of here. I'll so, like, it. yeah, two days before my birthday, I quit. Mm-hmm. And um, then I started um, QLF in a week. I started QLF in a week. The back oh. office of QLF in a week. And then we launched January 5th of 2015. Okay. QLF and, um, being Quantum Leap Fitness. Yeah, Quantum Leap Fitness. And, you know, we're rolling. We've done a lot of things over... 350 uh, readers have touched the site. Mm-hmm. Um, 350,000 readers. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, two charity events under under the belt right now. A uh, bunch of speaking engagements. We're having fun. Having fun. That's that. what's up. That's what's up. So, <coughs> tell me about the name itself. Where'd you get? Well, how'd um, you put those three in those three words together? Um, well, the fitness is obviously synonymous. Obviously, right? yes. <laughs> but um, the quantum leap. I think it, it spoke to me in, in regards to how I approach training, how I approach life. Um, I'm definitely one of those guys that believe you gotta die for what you believe in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I and, and it's like, take the sleep out the window. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you, you wanna be successful, you really wanna lose this way, you really wanna gain this way, you really want, you know, this type of lifestyle, then we're gonna, I'm gonna give you exactly what you want. But for right. me to give you what you want, I need a leap. You know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I, I need that leap of expansion, right? Okay. And, and that's what kind of spawned the name. Mm-hmm. And I really stuff. love, um, the message that you have on Facebook for dedicated to empowering and creating a healthier you through um, through pro- through thought provoking topics, tips, and routines. Yeah. Um, now, did you write that, or is that always the mission statement you always had in mind when you were thinking of how quantum fitness was going to come into fruition? Um, yeah, that's 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 how that's exactly what I had in mind. Um, I realized that I wanted to do something different, and I realized that it wasn't just about training. Like I wanted to empower. I wanted to speak to our culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I, I tell people all the time, we don't really have anybody speaking to us, right? Um, you know, you read these magazines in Shape Magazine and, and um, Men's mm-hmm. Health and Fitness. They're all, no offense, they're all middle aged white. No, tell them. Say right? it like it is, though. So, I mean, you know, political connects, right? Which no, I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Let's no, but, but that's Let's keep my connects black, right? <laughs> but, um, but, um, yeah, so. So, yeah, I realized that. And I was like, yo, we have no leader, right? And then yeah. you think about, you know, being African-American, we're so predispositioned to having all these ailments, right? Mm-hmm. We're, failure, we're the leaders diabetes. of all of this, right? So if we're the leaders of all of this, and all these magazines are coming out on how to be healthy, why don't any of them talk to us about what we're suffering from? Because we're leading this. Yeah. Us directly. Right. Yeah. So I don't need your generic view. Mm-hmm. Talk to me and tell me what's up. Mm-hmm. So who's going to do it? Sean T's not going to do it, right? Billy Blank is done. Right, so I mean, those were the only those are the only two names you can consider, you know, of African American descent yeah. in health and fitness. So then I guess that just leaves me, and you know that's where it came from. I mean, killing the game. Yeah, I appreciate it. So in your most recent episode, episode seven, you talked about a lot of interesting topics. Yeah, um, I like that. Um, did you, yeah, did you really? Yes, I did. Uh, man, that, that was that one was a good one. It was a nice play. I I I like. Uh, what's her name again? Um, Addie. Yeah, Addie. yo, I, yo. She's a pro, I love her, right? Yeah, she is her. sassy. She's, I love she's it. So sa- yeah, she's a she's a pit bull in the skirt. You know them AKAs, man. She, man. She's she's a problem. But that that's interestingly enough, Addie's my advisor. 
Um, uh. Right, right. So, so she's the only one that gets to actually talk like that. Right. <laughs> Fair <laughs> no, she Fair is. Um, her, her and Robin, right? But, um, but um, Addie, yeah, she's great, and um, she's done so much for the community. Um, she's she's super influential. Um, she was one of the first, you know, plus size bloggers out there, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she kind of led that movement. So when we linked up and we just met in the gym and became really, really good friends, that um, this idea was like, yo, let's talk about this because, you know, being black and and you know the new movement of big finds and mm-hmm. and, and this whole trend of it, if we even want to call it a trend, I was like, it's something worth speaking about, you know, mm-hmm. right? Like, are we losing that? Va- are we losing health and fitness for vanity? Like, this is a, lo- a fair question, mm-hmm. you know, but. Uh, no, the show was great. Uh, hopefully, everybody tunes in. I know. I know people had. A, I know she had a, a bit of a, a bit of a tizzy about that word or the phrase "big fine." Yeah. Right. I can't quote her, but I know I thought she felt like it was offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie finds everything offensive. <laughs> do you? <laughs> how do you find the balance of like saying, okay, like you are, you look beautiful as you are, right? But I'm gonna help you fine tune what you're looking for. Like, how do you find that balance of vanity versus health and fitness, literally? As a trainer? Yeah. By having no input. I was working with somebody the other day and she was like, yeah, I want to lose like 40 pounds. What do you think? I said, this is not what I think. It doesn't matter what I think. Mm. And she was like, what? I said, it doesn't matter what I think. You want to lose 40 pounds and I'm going to help you lose 40 pounds. Hmm. You know okay. Yeah. But I'm not imposing any type of idea of what you should look like. That would be wrong feel that's not my business you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. if this is what you feel comfortable with then let's do it right we might lose 25 and you might be like that's it I'm good alright then that's it I'm not gonna say yo we still got 15 more puzzles no that's mm-hmm. it nice. so I don't impose any view on on um, on that I just do my job you know what I'm saying I do it really well so you know I, I work with a lot of women that are overweight or whatever the case may be and um, they'll be like yeah I wanna you know lose a couple pounds alright then we'll lose a couple pounds and then they might want to gain some back. It's all up to you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, what the point of you know that podcast was? I worked in the gym system for so long that when you meet people and and you know you meet a young lady who's you know overweight, which is whatever, right? Because mm-hmm. oh, being overweight doesn't inherently mean that you're unhealthy per se, right? Yeah. So being overweight is being overweight. But then she'll be like, I only want to lose my stomach, and I'll be like. Okay, and then we'll get on a scale, and then we'll do a body fat test, and we'll do a BMI test, and then the, her numbers are really, really high. And then the numbers are really high, and you're like, wait, these are numbers to actually be concerned about, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now this idea of just losing your stomach really needs to go because, like, mm-hmm. now we just have to think about overall health. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But then the new rise of being a big fine kind of kills that mm-hmm. because it's like, wait, I can still be big and 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 great, which you can. But the way that it's been sexualized and, and fetishized and all these new Twitter handles which are created by men low-key mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. only show one type of big find if okay. you really think about it. They don't show the girl that, that that's that's straight down with no curves, yeah, right? Because yeah, she's yeah. a big find too. She Why is, is nobody lusting over her, yeah. right? It's only the girl with, with the with the slim waist, humongous ass, but she's, you know, 210. You know what I'm saying? Like like yeah. it's like mm, there's there's a jig here because like you guys Absolutely. you guys are playing with them right now y'all are playing with women and making them think that this is how you should look if you're a big fine mm-hmm. and if you don't look like that then you're not acceptable mm-hmm. right that's okay. what, right that's and then, so that's why the big fine comes into my room and says i only want to lose my stomach because i can maintain everything else because this is what's desired what, still, uh, whatever okay, i see i see that's where the game is messed up a lot of people they i i want to say i want to say i was probably like 
2018, so let's go back to 2006, sure. where BMI really became a a, a, a standard for people, right? What 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 is it, and why is it not a standard? Why it shouldn't be a standard? Yeah. Um, BMI stands for Body Mass Index. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was created in the European system. Okay. I mean, as we know, the European system does not cater to being African American. Right. Okay. So they take a they took a chart and they said, all right, if you weigh this and your age is that, you are now here. So it's like they link, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then yeah. so wherever they fall in the category of is now what you're considered. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not fair, right? Because for example, I weigh two ninety four, mm-hmm. right? And it would list me as like morbidly obese. Or really? Okay. Obviously that's that not the case, sense. right? Yeah. Yeah. Serena Williams is over two hundred pounds in the off season. Mm-hmm. She would be listed as obese. Mm-hmm. That's obviously not the case, right? At so, all. right. So they've created health and fitness was so was created in such a way where it wasn't necessarily for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we just broke down the doors and did amazing things with it. But even though it's still taboo in the black community, it wasn't for us. Yeah. So these systems, these these websites, these magazines, the clothes, all these things weren't created for us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It's tough. And BMI is one of those things. Oftentimes, when we talk about fitness and health and all these kinds of things, the focus is almost always on women because yeah. women are kind of pigeonholed into you must have this type of waist, you must have this type of ass, all these things. Sure. But one thing that we never talk about enough is men's health as well, and the sort of stigma oftentimes that circles like men's fitness. Right. So I guess I want to ask you is why do you think there is question. such a stigma against men and weight loss, or why is there so much invisibility against men and body issues? One to take it back to to them to the men themselves before we even take it to like you know the perception and the media and stuff like that. The men themselves, we were taught to not ask for help. Mm, okay. There's a reason why I train 96 percent women, right? My client base. Guys don't want to ask another guy or anybody for help, right? So they're not looking to engage in the health and fitness conversation as much, right? They just don't care. Mm-hmm. As far as, you know, the media perception and the invincibility and things of that nature, um, I think it comes from the idea of men being a provider, which is still old, which is an old school idea. Mm-hmm. But the idea of um, eating, being heavy means you're eating good, right? The, the, oh you, yeah right you've heard of that like, yeah. like oh where did you get fat out here yeah you know I eat a lot of lobster and shit right? you get money out <laughs> right, here you know what I'm right, so right, right. Th- that, that doesn't bother anybody right mm-hmm. women like feeling protected right so if a guy's bigger in a sense then you can protect it's okay yeah, right no, like right. unfortunately and, and, and unfortunately those the, the, the issues do get lapsed right but that's where the invincibility I think comes from just how skinny guys are perceived versus bigger guys, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the bigger guy is more aggressive in, in, in people's eyes, right? Mm-hmm. You feel secure, or whatever the case may be, that they just look over it and nobody cares. Mm-hmm. And then nowadays, if you grow a beard and you're bullheaded and you're big, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> the word invincibility. Right. So, I'm not, not everyone knows this. If you've been following the show for a long time, you ha- you do know, but... I was, I used to be 162. I wasn't a, I was never a big dude. I was 162. Right. I got into a car accident. Um, damn, it's 2014. No, so 2014, November. Mm-hmm. Broke my neck. Started gaining mad weight. And I was like, ah, this isn't going to work. I was like, I can't even really work out like I want to no more. Mm-hmm. Let me lose weight. So I changed my diet. I started this thing called the alkaline diet or whatever, which is more so like 80-20, 80% being um, non-acidic foods, the other 20% being acidic foods. Right. Dropped down to 145. 
but I don't have any muscle. I felt like I was invincible. I mean, even even now, like now that I got a little bit better, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm Superman again. Fuck y'all, whatever. Like, I got this. Right. I got this. At the same time, like I'm I don't feel. I don't feel as invincible as someone like Zeus, who is mm-hmm. fucking 294, and like the Incredible Hulk would have a problem right now with, <laughs> with this man. Right. So you know, I I I do see it. People have told me, um, people personally, matter of my own family have said to me like, oh you you know you're, you're losing weight, like you're, right. you look you look real small, like you're not eating. Right. Are you okay? Are you, are you? And I'm like, yeah. Or even <clears> growing <throat> up, I always grew up. I was always skinny. <laughs> Right. And it was it was more so like a laughing joke, like oh well you know you're skinny because you don't want to eat, but all of my family members are much bigger, right. and even now and I'm like well you know like now I'm 145 and I'm 27 and y'all are in your 50s. And you and feel healthy. I feel I feel healthy to an right. extent. Right. So I've been on I mean like I've been I've been following you for a while now and I've been like yo like man I really should I really should go to Zeus and work out. Right. But when I went uh, I I did a, a I had a small stint at Planet Fitness prior to the accident. And I just felt like it wasn't, when I went to work out with them or whatever, it wasn't about me. Mm-hmm. It was just about like, okay, like we got to hit our numbers. This is what I need you to do. Like the dude left me. He was like, yo, you got to do 45 pushups. And then he walked, and, and walked away. And I might've got to like, I, I swear to you, an hour and a half that I got to like 22. And I was like, yeah, I can't. I got, I'm going home. Like, In an yeah. hour and a half? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I can't. I don't, I, I, yo, I do not lift. Yo, for anybody who think I lift, I don't, do, I don't lift no weights. I don't do no push-ups. I ran track in high school. Like that's I, all I can do. This is not my I, thing. This is not I my go, thing. Whenever I go to the gym, I just love running for hours though, and I'll do like right. some arm workout, and then like that's it. I'm good. Yeah. Like that's all I do whenever I go to the gym. Yeah, I'm, I feel like um, the in the black community, um, to play on your first point, in the black community, like with your family, it's a little tough. Um, yeah. cause when you're skinny, then like, you're not eating, you're, just, like, you're losing weight. Oh my like, God. My dad got on me for that all the time when I was like, a no, kid. I actually do eat. Right. But, um, yeah. but yeah, cause health and fitness, like I said, is still taboo mm-hmm. and you know, big plates of food is what we grew up on. Yeah, right. Very so, much so, right. You know how many times that, that somebody will lose weight and then the family will start losing that shit. Like, yo, you losing that weight. You're getting skinny. What's going on with you? What's wrong with you? Nothing. She's yeah. just getting healthy. Like, yeah. like. It's 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 a it's a black thing. Never, like I said, fitness is still taboo in our culture. Mm-hmm. I was just telling somebody this. We didn't just we didn't start caring about health and fitness until Instagram, and 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 and, and it's really because it was in our face now, right? There was always a guy that walked around with the gallon of water. Mm-hmm. I was that guy. There was always a guy that walked around with with a meal in his book bag. I was yeah. that guy. There was always those people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But they were the minority. Mm-hmm. And then you got to make fun of them as, yeah. with your friends, right? Yo, yeah. you going to the gym again? Ah, small <laughs> ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like you, yeah. that's what happened. Mm-hmm. But then Instagram blows, right? Mm-hmm. And then the the amount of people that vanity caught, true, right? True. Or 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 putting, yeah, I'm in the gym. I'm working hard. Eat right. Train hard. Da 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 da. Right. So now <clears throat> you're seeing more people going to the gym. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they didn't exist. You're just seeing it more. True. Mm-hmm. So now, you're becoming the minority. Mm-hmm. Because when you scroll through your timeline, it's nothing but gym feeds now, right? Yeah. So, then, right, so now, the amount of people in the gym are here, and the amount of people that don't go to the gym are here, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, holy shit, everybody's in the gym now. So then, you don't want to be left out. So mm-hmm. now, True. you start going to the gym. You're not fully committed, but nah. you're just going because you don't want to be the one that's not going. So, and when it came to, you know, blacks at that point and Hispanics, just minorities, period, mm-hmm. we started doing that, right? And then we started going to the gym because of the vanity of what we see. So, right? does, it, does it help? 
Yes. Do you think social media certainly helps? Yes. Okay. Vanity, unfortunately, um, brings brings growth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it, it unfortunately. Yeah. The, the, a funny story. The funny story about QLF, the blog, mm-hmm. right? Is it started because of that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. One day I was at the gym and I was like, "Yo, I'm working out. I'm no, I'm training a client. Pardon me. I'm training a client and I'm looking over to my right. And then there's this girl. She's taking mad pictures of herself. She's snapping pictures of, in, in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and she's you know good body or whatever. But she wasn't like really working out. She wasn't like sweating. It was it was nothing. Mm-hmm. But then I was I was like, you know what she's about to do? I think I was talking to my clients. So she's about to put that on Instagram. And she's about mm-hmm. to hashtag it a million different things right now. Yeah. And she's about to get a hundred likes on, mm-hmm. on trash right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, she's so vain, right? Mm-hmm. And then my client yeah. was like, she is. And I was like, that's crazy, right? She's whack for that. By the time I left that gym, it, I thought about it some more. I was like, no, something about that is poignant. Mm-hmm. And I was like, something about that is big here. Yeah. And then it hit me. I was like, we need that. And then and and I ran home. I swear to you, I, I drove home. And then I, and then I met with my homegirl niece, and I was like, "Yo, son, I was thinking about this this idea that that the vanity of of people in the gym is actually sparking growth." And she was like, "What? You bugging? What are you talking about?" I said, "No, think about it. She does all of that, right? It's not worth anything for her. She's just vain. But somebody in like Cleveland is suffering from from high blood pressure and 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 low self esteem. Yeah." And is overweight, mm-hmm. and she's follows her randomly, yeah, for whatever reason. And she sees these pictures, and she's like, "I want to look like that." That's true. How many days you see body goal on fucking Twitter? That's true. You know what I'm saying? That's and then true. yeah, this, it was built on vanity. Oh, absolutely. But but there's there's a level that somebody's now inspired. Plus and minuses. Absolutely. Plus and minus, right? So now this person who's inspired, who weighs two fifty, and and um and has low self esteem, is actually gonna go to the gym mm-hmm. and actually work her ass off. To look yeah. like that, right? Huh. So it's a it's a weird twist, but this is what it's created. So then I was like, yo, I need to write about this. This yeah. is how the blog started. I didn't have a blog before this. I was okay. like, I need to write about this, and I was like, and I dropped out of school. So I was like, I wish I could go back to school just so I could write about this. I was like, I wish I could go back to school just so I could write about this. Mm-hmm. And my, my my homegirl was like, you should. I was like, I'm not gonna pay for the semester. <laughs> and then, so, so then I was like, so then um. This kid on Twitter was like, yo, he's starting a site. And I was like, yo, I want to write for your site. Because I just wanted to get this off. Yeah, that was my yeah. only idea. I didn't have like, other ideas. I just wanted to get that off. Because yeah. I was like, this yeah, yeah. is poignant. We need mm-hmm. to hear this. Mm-hmm. And then he curved me. Right? Mm-hmm. I won't even say his name. And, but, <laughs> right. It's irrelevant. It's, right. it's irrelevant. But then Cope, right? Mm-hmm. King Cope. King, King Cope. Cope. That's my son, right? Chris King, King Cope. Cope. Chris. The legend continues. Yeah, mm-hmm. my son Chris, right? He happened to be on Twitter at the same time. We, mm-hmm. we all follow the same people. You mm-hmm. know how it works. Mm-hmm. He's seen that, I guess I got curved. Like, yeah. I, I put the picture on Twitter. Like, I was, a, it was right there. Yeah. He was like, yo, son, F that, son. Just start your own block. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. And then, literally, like, two weeks later, I said, here we go. And that was um, my first post. And and, mm. and the blog the blog just took a life of its own from there. Um, I wrote this post about waist trainers, and then oh my god, got, thank you got, so much for that. It got disgusting after that, and I was getting hate mail, and I was getting I love it. I just want ten thousand hits. I, love I was it. getting like ten thousand hits a week. I love it. Plus, like it was really really bad when I when I did that one. But I, I just want to say I'm so grateful. Episode seven, you just went in on waist trainers and just knocked it and just like exposed waist trainers for the yeah, bullshit that it is. Thank so, you. Uh, yeah, I, I mean you know it took it took a lot. It took a lot. I knew I knew it was, I knew it was gonna go left. I'm just so post. grateful that you did it because it was nothing but facts. Yeah, like, I knew the, I knew the post was gonna go left to some, but you know it was mm. fun. It was fun. But all right, so we're gonna take our first break. Well, our only break, matter of fact. Uh, this is Wise Soul. I.S. Jones. And we here with Zeus. Yeah. Um, QLF. QLF. We'll be right back. 
Good morning. From growing up in rural Alabama to living as a hippie in California, author Lisa Thomas McMillan understands in order to see the path that is prepared for you in life, you must first walk it for yourself. Lisa's inspirational book titled Living Fulfilled, The Infectious Joy of Serving Others is now available for purchase. All profits from the sales will go to help build a soup kitchen, which will provide thousands of monthly meals for the less fortunate. Visit www.pleasebelievepeoplearehungry.com to order your copy and help this worthy cause. I'm here with Ruth Massfun of Pocket. So Ruth, what does Pocket mean? So Pocket means people of color in tech. And what we do is we amplify the voices of people of color who are in the tech industry mm -hmm. and allow them to have their voices heard by writing and contributing to our uh, digital platform. Where can everyone find this platform? It's uh, They could go to peopleofcolorintech.com, mm -hmm. also on Instagram and Twitter, uh, POC in Tech. And we're back with the Encore Radio Show. And we are in the booth with Zeus. Peace, peace. All right, so tell us about Lift in the Fork. Oh man, lift the fork. That's that's my new um, my new baby. Right? I see. Right, right. Um, you know we've done a bunch of things, and um, this is the new project, right? Mm -hmm. uh, lift the fork. Um, the idea comes from watching watching health and fitness become something that I'm not exactly proud of. Okay. From a nutrition standpoint to a fitness standpoint, to a gimmick standpoint, to fit tees, to Guy Fury to man versus food. Mm -hmm. um, I, I sat back and I and I seen all of that. You know, I took all of that in, and I realized that shows like Man versus Food and Guy Fury, right? They're good shows entertainment wise, but essentially nothing that they eat there is really really healthy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you take it back again to the fact that being African American and being predispositioned to so many ailments. I can't tune into this show with a real like passion for it when I might die doing it, right? Like, like yeah. no, real, real shit, right? Like, wise man told the other wise man, right? Mm -hmm. Don't, don't feed your people anything that you couldn't eat for sixty days straight. Mm. And I'm not gonna feed you guys, you know, a bunch of trash, right? That's the Popeyes, right? It's like, it's like the hashtag. Yes, right? I'm not gonna feed. I'm not gonna feed you guys a bunch of. I'm with Robin. What you I'm, mean? I'm, I'm not gonna feed you business. guys a bunch of trash, right? So I gotta be the. I gotta give you guys something. And that the thing about the death of Popeyes, right? I don't. I don't mean it like in the sense like you can't ever have Popeyes. You know what I'm saying? Like not, but. It's unfortunately taking a weird life of its own, Popeyes, mm -hmm. where where it's like the thing if you're black, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's like people will eat Popeyes every day, right? They and will. then and then I see Mayweather promoting, you know, Burger King for his last fight. If you've seen the last fight where he had the Burger King mascot walking with him, a lot of people probably didn't realize oh, that, Floyd. right? Right, but but that speaks volumes, right? Mm -hmm. Chris Brown owns stake in um, Burger King franchise, yeah. right? That don't feed your people something you couldn't eat for sixty days. You couldn't eat Burger King for sixty days and not die. Like, like, why would you feed us that? You see what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So, Lift the Fork came about where it was like, you know what? It's not that people don't want to eat healthy. People think one, healthy eating healthy is boring, mm -hmm. and two, they don't necessarily know where and how. Okay. I'm going to use my ability to, you know, connect to the people and bring them healthy food because if you're not going to really seek it, I'm going to put it in your face. Mm -hmm. So we go around New York City, uh, me and my co-host, Chris, uh, Kristen Coral, that's the only. Mm -hmm. um, we go around New York City, Bronx, Queens, Manhattan, Long Island. Um, well, not really Long Island. 
they got they got it. they got it. But um, I, I, I want I want the hood like I want I want the, in the city. I want, yeah, I don't want, I don't want um you know old country roads. Yeah, they, they, they got they'll it. They'll be right? fine. Right. Mm-hmm. So they'll be fine. So we go around um all these different places and we find healthy spots that you might not mom and pop spots, maybe bigger franchises, smaller franchises that you might not have you know known about. And we eat there. We talk about the menu. We talk about the decor. We talk mm-hmm. about how they make the food. Mm-hmm. We talk to the owner, and you know we put the product out. We you know we shot a bunch of episodes. My man Funny Julius, the greatest guy on the planet. Absolutely, um, Funny Julius. I, I, I wanted to win so bad. Um, <laughs> Me too. Me right. too. We, all, we all do. We all, all want Funny. Just first, of all, shout out to Funny yeah. Julius. We all want this man to succeed because he deserves it and he's mad funny and yeah. and, he's and, and, and it's not even and the he's so funny part. Too. It's just you know, I, I pick him up every time. You know, to go do one of these mm-hmm. events or whatever, to go film, and we always just talk about yeah. like life shit. Yeah. And then I was like, yo, this kid just he deserves it. Like yeah. he deserves whatever blessing he gets, Absolutely. right? Mm-hmm. So um yeah, so we, we shot a bunch of episodes. Um, uh, we just released episode one, a couple hundred views in, in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. I was I was excited. You know, a bunch of different sites decided to hold it. Yeah, Encore, you guys blessed us. Um, yes. Thank you. I was at work and I was like, I'm writing about this right now. Well, you, you, had, you, had, you had the best write up too. You had the oh, best write up. No, you, you had the only write up because they all just took my original write up and oh, put it. You know how the game funny. go, right? That's the, funny. Right. But you guys actually wrote, uh, uh, you know, came from my heart. Right. Yeah. Right. You actually wrote a write up, so that was dope to me, which is why I hit you. I was like, Yo, so you actually wrote this dope ass write up because it was genuine and it was original. Um, and we released episode one. You guys can catch it on. Um, on um, my site, oh, on my, you guys can catch it on QLF, quantumleaffitness.com, mm-hmm. and you guys can also catch it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called QLF Lift the Four. Yes. Um, it's a great show so far. So, one thing you didn't mention that kind of keeps people back oh, um, from eating healthy is price. Mm-hmm. Now, right. for one, first thing is I just moved to the Bronx, unfortunately, but there are no healthy eating spots that I've found in my area. I live in Mahi now. Right. There aren't, I haven't found anyone as of yet. I can't find a supermarket. If I need to go to the supermarket, I have to travel all the way back to either 125th or to 72nd Street to go to um, uh, Trader Joe's or I forgot what the other place is called, but right. it's a nice, nice spot. But that's, that's, that's the only place I can really find it. But it's so damn expensive. If I, I mean, and I, I, I try to dispel this a little bit because my mom was like, why are you spending so much money on this little amount of food? And I'm like, well, you know, if you eat a little bit at a time, you know, it's okay. You kind of disperse a little bit better, rationing your food and whatnot. But it is it is more expensive than other places. How do we get past that? How do we how do we address that? Um, I think it definitely depends where you shop. Okay. Any tips? Yeah, yeah. You know, unfortunately, the Bronx, not for nothing, <laughs> Is <laughs> statistically listed as the most unhealthiest borough, right? It is. Uh, right, it, it is. is. Um, and unfortunately, not I don't even know that place that you live in the Bronx, in the Bronx. But unfortunately, if you live in the inner city, mm. there tends to be a real scarcity of, of healthy yeah. spots in the inner yeah. city, right? It's called the food desert, and mm. it's called the food desert for a reason. Mm. I actually did a podcast on that. Um, so, in tips to eating healthy and shopping healthy is and I wrote a blog about this too. Go figure. Um, Make sure you post it. Tell them. Yeah, to pl- yeah. Oh, plug the social media, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll give them all that at, at the end. I'll, I'll hammer Johnny throats. <laughs> we'll have I mean, no choice but to, but to but to see me. Um, yeah. All right. So when it comes to, you know, it's really easy as if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to really think about how much you spend a week on eating out and how much you spend a month on buying groceries. We can cut that down 
by just getting the essentials, right? Mm-hmm. And and not buying the filler stuff, getting staying away from you know the OD snacks at the at the, at the supermarket. Um, you know, my tip for that, my leading tip for eating healthy and shopping healthy, I guess, right, is focus on buying more greens. Okay. Um, those aren't so expensive. You know, mm-hmm. like spinach, a bag of spinach this isn't going to cost you too much. Mm-hmm. Um, some asparagus isn't going to cost you too much. So you want to open up the, the menu for more greens. Unfortunately, we don't really eat a lot of greens unless mm-hmm. we're forced to. Right? Yeah, it's a weird Right, thing growing up, we didn't, and now we don't, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I would say start focusing on making your plate mm-hmm. about 60% greens. And about thirty percent on the um, on the protein, which would be like your chicken, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. About ten percent on the grains, and that would in turn allow you to shrink how much you spend, because we just end up buying a lot of meats, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, pause, right? And we just end up <laughs> buying um, a lot of starches, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't need that much, right? So it's just really changing the order of what you buy. And you gotta okay. remember the greens. One, they're super healthy and they're like fillers. Like okay. if you have enough greens on your plate, they'll help you get full at, at a faster rate. So yeah, okay. if you put more greens on the plate, you can spend less money buying starches and buying products that you don't need. And now you have everything that you do need. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to save about you know, $50 a week. So for me, I'll say this. Greens are like, eh, for me. You sure. say green, I'm just like, oh my God, I That's can't so do cute. this. Sure. I like but what I've done is, uh, and this is my tip for everybody, you tell me if I'm, if I'm crazy or not, sure. is um, I I have a, a blender or a, a juicer, I guess you'd say, but it, right. doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't kick out all of the mass of it. It literally takes everything, the stem, all that, and it blends it into this nice, you know, mix of juice. But I mix it with um, fruits as well. Right. And I get some, if I don't like the taste of it initially, I'll get a blue agave syrup and mm. kind of just like pour it over the top for the you know just natural sweetener. Right. Works out, you know, changes the color a little bit. Throw like a banana in there, something like yeah. that. It, it helps. So is that an effective way of getting your greens <coughs> in as well? I mean, you guys are just throwing me alleys. I wrote a blog <laughs> about that. Right? <laughs> I wrote a blog about everything. Um, yeah, um, juicing is cool, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, to an extent, moderation, to an extent, course, yeah. right? Uh, I like juicing. I don't juice. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done it before, but I'm not a juicer. Okay. Um, the problem with most people that do juice is that they tend to juice like all day, mm-hmm. and they don't get the nutrients that they really need, mm-hmm. right? Because okay. a lot of times they'll get rid of the pulp, and they'll get rid of the. Oh. You, you essentially get rid of the stuff, the, the really stuff that you really need when you juice. You know what I'm saying? Which is why it's good to have periodically, but never make that, my lunch is, I'm juicing. My oh, dinner is, okay. I'm juicing. No, because you're losing. So now at this point, you're not getting, you don't have any real protein. Mm-hmm. You don't have, um, you know, the fibrous carbs that you need. So you're you're at a deficit, which mm-hmm. means that you might lose some weight, but if, if that's the goal, or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, or you might feel a little better, but in all reality, you're not really helping your body that much. So my tip, if you, anybody that does juice, Go to you know your local GNC, buy a protein powder, and put a scoop of protein every time you juice. Uh, now oh, you okay. actually have something that has substance in there. That would be my tip. Protein powder. What is that? What? What? I mean, I um, guess it makes sense. It's protein, but yeah, you know, I don't. It's a, it's a supplement, right? Okay. Um, it's basically allowing you to get the protein that you need mm-hmm. without having to necessarily chew all day. Fair right? enough. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it, it helps. It's beneficial in that regard, and it's fast because you know, without getting too jargony, yeah. um, you have you know fast-acting proteins, slow-acting proteins. Your body responds differently to all of them, but you need protein, 
right? That's how you keep muscle development. That's how, if you want to gain weight, that's what's going to help. If you want to lose weight, that's what's going to help. Mm-hmm. That's essentially, you know, your building block for, you know, just being healthy, having enough protein in your body. So um, I would suggest anybody that's working out to buy protein shakes, in my opinion. Now, one thing I've always been um, apprehensive about, whenever I go out with my girlfriend, I always want to, like... I always want to eat, you know, anything I find on the menu, whether it's appetizer or main course meal. But I know that usually we consume far more calories when we're going out than usually sure. any other time whenever we're out. Sure. So I guess, you know, as someone who is mindful of food intake, what do you do when you're out with your friends and you want to eat but you don't want to consume more calories than you need? How do you circumvent oh, that? Oh, man. What do you love? Chris Paul? <laughs> I wrote a blog about that. Um, it's called Food Hackers. Um, yeah, we wrote, I wrote tips on how to eat when you're out. Okay. Um, my number one tip, because if you really think about when you're out, the, the style of plates that we get in New York City are, are bigger. Mm-hmm. They're, they're more than a serving. Right? They're normally like two servings mm-hmm. on a plate. 1.5 a serving on a plate. Um, tip one is to literally ask them for a to-go box as soon as you get it. Oh, okay, okay. And as soon as you get it, you put the half in there or three-fourths in there or a quarter oh. in there. As half? Soon, whatever. Depends Jeez, how big okay. your plate is. Oh, but sorry, you're literally not going to eat the entire plate now. You know what I'm saying? Okay, and then you're going to take the rest home, and then you that's lunch for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, Smart. That's tip number one. As soon as you get the food, you ask for it. Okay. Uh, tip two is, the, you know, the use of technology right now. Um, nobody should really be putting themselves in a position, if they want to, to eat bad. Like, you don't have to, because most of these sites have their menus online. Mm-hmm. So you should actually go and check the menu online before you even decide to go to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then know if you even want to go to that restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and number three is don't be scared to ask questions. Um, you know, I go out to eat with Robin all the time. I make them earn a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I will ask a question if I need to. And you know, how do you guys make this? What do you guys put in it? Mm-hmm. If that's how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Depending on where I'm at. So I want to know what oils. I want to know how you guys are making this food. And you can eliminate stuff. All right, cool. Make that, but don't use that. You got to do it. Nice. Okay. Right? A lot of times we just don't know that we have that power, though. I did, I did not know that. Right. I, did not, I don't ask questions. It's like, okay, if I see it on the menu and it's there, I get it. If I feel like I'm not going to, it's not healthy enough for me, I just right. don't eat you it. You don't know what type of oil they use or whatever. Huh. Right. All right. Fair enough. All right. So take a quick little, little shift here. It's a very interesting times that we're in. Uh, this is, I guess, civil rights part two in a sense, really. The climate of America is amazing right now. Um, I wouldn't use that I, I don't use the, I don't use the term amazing as in, <laughs> as in amazing. It's, um, it's just fascinating to see. Yeah. I think it's important. Def- I mean, oh, absolutely. Right, I think it's important. And um, you know, I'm excited for, for the future. Meaning, I, I like what's happening because like racism and all this stuff is essentially yes. that's kind of where we're going with this yeah. on, the, on the left turn. Um, all that stuff is innate. Like, that stuff is always here. But I love the fact that we're getting to a point where we're not really taking the shits as much. Um, you know what I'm saying? I love that. And then I was telling somebody this today. I was like, yo, it's not us. We're not going to change the world. It's, it's a generation after us that's going to change it. I honestly think the kids that's coming after us are going to be the smartest group of kids ever because they're watching us say, yo, Black Lives Matter and, yeah. and this and that and getting people fired on Twitter for saying racist comments. Like, they're watching this, so they, they're going to grow up and be like, nah, I'm not with the shit no more. I think it's that. a combination. I think, I mean, I don't know. Personally, right now, there's a disconnect. My, my mother is. We have a we have a fair amount of age difference between sure. the two of us, right? And when I explain things to her about how I feel about you know the climate right now, she understands, 
but to an extent. You know, she she gets it, but just to an just 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 enough. And she wasn't she wasn't born here, and it's only been you've only been here for about thirty years or so. So I understand, right? right? But if I talk to someone who is an African American who grew up in the civil rights era, they say things like, "Oh well, you know, it's better than it has been before." And I'm like, "Well, I don't give a shit about." It's better than I want it to be. I want it to be the best it's right. ever been. I don't. I'm not right. taking crumbs. Like, I mean, no offense to no one who grew up in that era or who did what they did. Like, you guys did a lot, right. but you ended up taking crumbs right. from what you from the overall loaf of what you really wanted to get. I want the whole goddamn loaf. Well, you know, for, I mean, it's tough when you if you compare it with somebody that grew up in that era. It is because they had actually no crumbs. So yeah, yeah. So now I, it's just like. I got crumbs, you know what I mean? Like, like, like um, it's unfortunate, but yeah. it's, it's just is what it is, you know. It, it, it is unfortunate, and um, you know, I think um, my mom doesn't. I don't really have the conversation with my mom either. Well, mm-hmm. you, you, I guess you have it with Jersey. Yeah, we do. We do. I don't really have that conversation with my mom. Um, she knows where I stand on things, but I don't really have that convo because parents that came from, you know, other countries, they're not gonna get it. Yeah, they're not. They're really not gonna get it. Um, most of them aren't. And I understand why, mm-hmm. because when they when they got their visa to come to the U.S., they came here to work and they got regular jobs and they raised kids by busting their ass, which mm-hmm. is great. But they played, they worked the system and under the system, and they only knew a system. So they told their kids, "You're going to grow up and you're going to be a doctor and you're going to do whatever the case may be and you're going to work in the system because mm-hmm. all they know is a system." Mm-hmm. And then when you talk to your mom about you know, there mad depression in the system, they don't see yeah, what you're yeah. saying. You know what I'm saying? So it, I get why they don't get it. Or they they accept. They accept right. it, um, which is they, which right. is even in, worse in a sense, right? Depending on where they're from, I mean, right? That's very true. So I I, I went that direction to, to say that. So, <laughs> Rissa, he came out and he suggested. Oh God, here we go. African Americans should change their attire in order to not scare police officers into committing violent acts against them. Now I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I didn't. He cooned for that. Go on. <laughs> I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I, I I read the whole story. I I found as much information about it as I could, and I came out to the to the I came to the the conclusion. I won't call him a sellout. I just say that he's trying to take the little things and say, okay, well, if you do this, maybe, or if you do that, maybe. But we're talking about a scale that's constantly moving. No matter what we do, we are not. We are not going to be. We're not going to be enough for them. Them right. meaning the majority. We're not. We will never be enough for them. Right. So we need to be enough for us. Absolutely. Yeah. So he he came out and you know he tried to defend himself and he said you know how can I how can how can an original black man be a coon and a sellout? You know those few words popped up there. You know, he 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 he's upset that people disagree with him right. and disagree with him on the concept that you should dress better. Like you're not 21 anymore, you're 41. You should have a you should have a better concept for what you should wear. But you see people get killed for no matter what they're wearing. I mean, right. I look at Walter Scott, like he wasn't he, he didn't have on baggy jeans and a hoodie, like he had on regular right. pants and a shirt. Right. You know, you look at um there was a guy There's uh, another young man who was curb stomped by the police. His face was 
Yeah, yes, this yes. Young man, a college student. This young man was in a suit and tie when he got bashed. He had like a bow tie, yeah, a nice press suit. Yeah, oh, what's it his goes name? Right there. I don't, I don't know his name, but that's him right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, very respectable young man, honor roll, everything, did everything yeah, he was supposed to do. I, I have a it picture on my phone, and basically, it's it's of a it's of a young black man. He is um, behind the American flag. He has on his cap and gown. Or he has on a suit, or he has on his his quote unquote hood clothes, yeah. and each time in each picture, there's a noose around his neck. It doesn't really matter what we put on. We're right. not going to be, we're not going to ever be good enough for them. So don't it's, worry about it. So what do you think it's, about it's that? It's unfortunate. Oh, in regards to the RZA, RZA yeah. In regards to RZA, um, RZA's ne- we lost them, and I say Seems we, so. and I, and I say Seems we lost so. them because the same thing that he's telling us that we shouldn't be doing or we should be so mindful of is kind of what they built their business on. Exactly. And you know what I'm saying? Wu-Tang was built as a bunch of, you know, rowdy kids from Staten Island who, who mobbed and, and, and had ODB who, you know what I'm saying, who, who would drive a Lexus to pick up welfare checks, you know what I'm saying, wearing bum clothes, right? Mm-hmm. So you guys molded that, you guys, no, I you guys molded that, um, that type of movement, right? Yeah. And, then RZA became Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. And I say Hollywood in the terms of you know you become the company you keep, right? Yeah. So then when you're when you're around a certain class of people, where they're probably not addressing black issues and they're looking down on it, yada yada, mm-hmm. you become impressionable, right? He's still just a product of their system, Absolutely. right? Like Kanye said, right? He's still a nigga in a coop, right? So RZA's still mm-hmm. a nigga in a coop. Right. I mean, so the, he's he's them. He's not them. You just you just down with them. So um, I think it's unfortunate that he he took it the way it is. I hate you know the police brutality talk um, from the standpoint of what you know African Americans and minorities should do versus what cops should be doing. Um, I was listening to this amazing podcast. I forgot who it was, and you know they talked about you know the, the quota system, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a really big thing, right? The, yes, the broken window system, mm-hmm. right? And it talked about how they. The cops are, and I, I, I have cop friends, trained cop clients, right? And I asked them, I said, yo, is there a quota system? And they was like, yeah, it's a quota system. Yeah. How, like, you gotta be able to measure how people do their job. I said, right. So now, when the pressure's on, you're going to start arresting more people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and it's then, a right. business. America is a business. That you're going to arrest people more people. Right. These tax dollars, right? You're mm-hmm. going to arrest more people. And then you put more cops in the hood and you put in Lower East Side. Yeah. The same petty crimes that we're getting arrested for in the hood, they do in Happen. Lower East Side. Yes, they do. <laughs> but there's not as much cops there, so those guys aren't getting arrested. So yeah. the jail cell is 80% black mm-hmm. because you're only focusing on us. Yeah. Right? And then, and then it was like, yo, why isn't there a, a quota system for good? Right, like if the cop's job is to protect and to serve and to help, why don't they have a quota system every time they take like a homeless man to a shelter, right? Or every time they, you know, they they take a, a, a kid that's drunk and, and make sure they gets home safe, right? Like there should be a positive quota system because y'all got one to reward you guys for 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 arresting people. Right. This is this is this is one word, money. There's no, there's no, there's no monetary incentive for taking, uh, taking a homeless or doing a good deed right. as an right. officer. Right. The monetary incentive is okay. Well, if I put him in the prison system, yeah. he could might go to a private prison. That's more money for the. That's more money for those people. Yeah, they, absolutely. And they don't pay like those people. Those people who are in prison, they do jobs and they get paid under the under well under minimum wage right. to do those jobs. They need to keep that farm running. Yeah, that's yeah. bread. Um, that's bread. Yeah, so I, I see it. It's tough. I see it. Well, anyway, so last minute, 60 seconds. All yours, sir. What's up? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, man. 
Damn. Um, let's have a push up contest. Um, <laughs> oh, all right, so. I would fail. Um, I got one in, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, my last, um, my last 60 second runoff. Um, yeah, you know, I had fun. Yeah, um, so this is this is Irv, guys. Um, you know, I'm here with a great group of guys. I appreciate them for bringing me on today. Um, you know, QLF quantumleapfitness.com please check it out um you know i i do the most right in, in a good way yes he does i do the most in a good way i was having a conversation with somebody i know i got like 40 seconds now. right i was gonna have a conversation with somebody and he was like Yo, you're like batman and i and it was interesting because i called myself that one day to like my advisor and i was mm -hmm. like and she was like what, what? why are you batman and yeah. i was like the the thing with batman is he's not the hero that gotham city wants right but he's a hero that gotham city needs mm. right and i always say like as a trainer i'm not necessarily the trainer that you want right like i'm not on instagram flashy and yeah. you know what i mean like you're not gonna see me in my boxes on the gram you know what I'm, <laughs> I'm not one of those trainers you know what I mean? that's the trainers that we're getting now right yeah i'm the trainer that you need right i'm gonna create charity events and give money to diabetes right i'm gonna go to inner cities and talk to kids whose parents are incarcerated and yeah. and empower them you know to fitness right i'm yeah. going to schools i'm gonna do a podcast and i'm gonna tell us that yo we need to do better right yes, and i'm yes. gonna write a blog and then i'm gonna write about waist trainers to being comfortable being fat to restaurant tips to whatever right mm -hmm. and then we're gonna go across new york city and then we're going to show you how to eat good right so the trainer that everybody needs i think is um you like quantum fitness and we're only getting better man like i, I think this year is a year that um things are going to change drastically last year we made our stride we did really good and this year you know i'm trying to get a million hits on the site and and um you know this charity coming up is going to change the scope of how we look at stuff i'm i'm, I'm excited i'm excited so you know uh, you guys can find me at uh my twitter is uh zeus of qlf instagram is quantum league fitness snapchat you don't need it i just be bullshitting <laughs> um, my um, my podcast is Quantum Leap Fitness on iTunes and SoundCloud. The only African American uh, fitness podcast on there. Um, QLF Lift the Fork is on YouTube and my site also. Mm -hmm. um, and I am all over New York City. At least I hope to be. And um, soon we'll we'll have a we'll make fitness trendy. And I say that because it's no longer going to be taboo really soon. And and you know the goal is to make QLF synonymous with bridging the gap between you know cultural relevance and, and, and fitness fantastic that's absolutely fantastic alright folks well this is the Encore Radio Show this is Why Soul apparently he's Why Soul now Why Soul now damn it what's up I'm Eli Soul <laughs> almost but not really oh god don't, don't, don't give him that <laughs> don't give him that this is IS Jones everyone good morning and by the way Robin J is in the building as well hi Robin <laughs> Apparently, like, I love her. Robin, I love her. Robin, Robin came to make sure everything was uh, was copacetic and, and going good. Right? Speaking of which, Speaking that man never came. Yeah, anyway, fuck you, Cope. Yes, fuck you, Cope. And we're Good morning, folks. Good morning. The Encore Radio Show is an indie creative network production and executively produced by Chris Copacetic.